This time on Holy Ghost Notes. I just want to play drums. I have never felt more important in my life. Yo, I don't think I'm supposed to be, like, doing this. Man, I'm not perfect. <laughs> I think there's a reason why I'm on this podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Holy Ghost News Podcast. My name is Mac Reiner. I have Tim Anderson. Yo. And we have a very special guest tonight with us, someone that I met a couple months ago now. And uh, yep. we've been trying to get on here for a while. So welcome, Harold, to the show. Yo, what's up, guys? It's good to have <laughs> you, man. Yeah. Really Stoked good to, to have be you. here, man. This has, been, um, this has been something we've been trying to pull together for a while, and <laughs> you had a, a pretty a pretty good excuse. The actually, it wasn't even an excuse you gave me, which blew my mind. I, I think I gave you the excuse uh, for yourself. I just said, "Dude, you're at the Grammys. We don't have to do this right now." <laughs> and I was probably trying to squeeze it. In. I'm like, "You yeah, are, man. man. We can do it between the rehearsal, between the red carpet. Like, yeah, man, I got you." I was so amazed that you still were um, committed to doing it. Honestly, it really stuck with me because. We were at the Grammys. We were nominated twice, and I know what it's like with some of the hoopla. And you know, uh, I'd Crazy. love to hear more Insane. about that. But that really stuck with me that you were like, "Yeah, we still got this." I was like, "Oh, are you busy?" Yeah, I'm at the Grammys, but I'll try, <laughs> I'll try to make it happen. <laughs> Congratulations, yeah, by the way. Yeah, oh, man, that's thanks. awesome. Thanks. Well deserved. Thanks, guys. Yeah, that's. Thank you, tell me, tell me about your experience out there. Tell us about how it all went down it was fun man it, it was uh it was my first time being there um we were up for i think it's five it was either five or six yeah. nominations um wow, I didn't and we that. took home one so you know that was dope i mean we were just on a high just like being there yeah, uh, yeah. just getting able to be around other individuals that we've looked up to or admired from afar getting just to talk with people and just yeah just like taking those moments and like it's pretty it was like eye-opening for us because I think and I'm pretty sure you can attest to this as well it's like you do what you do in your space and sometimes it can feel like a bubble so then when you get out of that bubble and you notice that other people notice what you do it's kind of like not intimidating, but it's this thing of like, uh, man, like mm -hmm. this is sweet. Like mm -hmm. this is actually really cool that people, you know, like what I do and people like see it and acknowledge it. So mm -hmm. the Grammys was just like a pat on the back for all of us to just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. And I was talking to, to one of my buddies, he's like my brother, um, about it. And I was like, man, this is cool because – I was like, I don't even care if we bring, like, if we get a Grammy or not. I was mm -hmm. like, just the fact that our name is in the conversation is all the validation that we need, you know. And not even really validation. It's just, like, to know that we're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. Like, us not giving up and us, you know, writing these songs from mm -hmm. these places of our community and our people and the situations that we go through, you know. It's just, it's dope to see that. Like the world is noticing us. Yeah. And it's, I mean, incredible. it's just, it's, it's crazy how the whole thing happened. Like the Academy loves us. Like they showed us so much love and um, yeah, like I don't, I mean, I'm still kind of taken back just by the hospitality of them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, my, my, my experience was incredible. 
man. Um, I was there for, I think I was there for a full week because we had, we did the live performance. Okay, um, I was going to ask you if you guys performed. Yeah, so we performed. Wow. Um, so we performed and they aired it um, during the Grammys. And we, I mean, like, we were sitting down on the floor with everybody. Like, this wasn't like, oh, y'all performed, we're going we gonna to put y'all in the back. Because yeah. y'all. <laughs> and I was like, you know, like, uh, Chan has a kind of a close relationship with Justin um, mm-hmm. Bieber. And he was, like, chilling right in front of us. So we got to chop it up with him and some other people. Um, but it was just cool to see that, like, there wasn't any divide. And I think that's that's what's different about the previous years with whether it's gospel or CCM or contemporary Christian mm-hmm. um, music. I think it's that sometimes people look at the genre as not being – how do I say this? Um, it's like not included in all music. Mm-hmm. It's like a mm-hmm. divide. It's like, oh, it's the Christian gospel music, and then there's like secular music. Mm-hmm. When in all reality, it's like it's all music. Like if you pick up a guitar and you play, you playing music. It doesn't matter who you're playing it to, whether it's God or whether it's you writing the song because you were depressed and mm-hmm. you needed that to, you know, get you out of that rut. Like mm-hmm. I think if you play music, you play music and you play it from your heart. Um, hmm. so just to see that, I was like, bro, this is crazy. And it was just cool. Like it was just really, really cool and meaningful for me. Um, just cause where I come from, I was like, man, I didn't, I didn't think this was possible, but also like my dream, like ever since I was a kid was just to continue to play drums. I never really had like a, this thing of like, oh, I got to get out of this small town. Like, I got to do, like, I got to move. Like, I never even dreamed of moving anywhere. I was just like, I just want to play drums. Like, this is it. So being able to play drums to get me to the Grammys, <laughs> to, to to get to the Grammys. To play have, at the Grammys. To yeah. play at the Grammys, to have five noms with my band at the Grammys, yeah. to, to musically directing at the Grammys, to arranging, like, all of this is like... It's crazy, but I, I, I tell people um, when they ask me for advice, I said the only advice I have for anyone, uh, music or not, is to just don't give up. Like that, 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 is, that is the only difference between mm-hmm. you and anybody else. Mm-hmm. I have a ton of homies that, you know, like in school or like even just in my hometown that could run circles around me. But the only difference between me and them is they stopped. Hmm. That is it. Like they just, they gave up. So, I mean, I I don't, I don't think I'm the world's best drummer. I just think I didn't give up on myself and that's why it's led me to where I'm at today. So (laughs) it's amazing. I remember um, being at the Grammys for our first nomination. Uh, Are you a football fan? You like NFL? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I've always looked up to Russell Wilson, uh, formerly of the Seahawks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't think he is the most amazing quintessential quarterback, but I've just right. always idolized him for how he seems to treat people and how he's yeah. mm-hmm. he's just highly regarded by his teammates. He's a team player. So yeah. <laughs> we're at the Grammys, and um, it's the main ceremony, and um, <clears throat> he comes walking in with his wife. And yeah. Do you know how when, when something happens as exciting, you just sort of 
become a child and don't have any inhibitions and you just do yep. whatever comes to mind. Yep. I stood yep. straight up. I stood straight up and I yelled, Hey, Russell! As loud as I could while there was like a somewhat quiet, peaceful moment happening at the Grammys. Well, I think Russell was too embarrassed to even acknowledge me because he, he, he certainly heard me. There's no way he didn't hear me. He heard me. He just kept going. And he went That's to funny. his seat, you know, and and I felt like an idiot. Someone pulled me down, you know, get back down here, the planet Earth. <laughs> and, and I don't know, about halfway through, about halfway through um, the Grammys, he he just got up and, and he was heading out the same way he came. And um, I thought, well, you know what? I already made an, an idiot out of myself, yeah. right? I mean, I, I have nothing left. There's no pride right. anymore. Right, right. So right, I, right, right. I stood up again <laughs> and I, uh, I said, Russell. And he turned and he looked at me and he saluted me. He saluted me, guys. <laughs> I've never felt more important in my life. And, and we had just lost the nomination. I, I forgot Bro. why I was even at the Grammys. I just, that Russell is, Wilson locked his eyes wow. with mine. Wow. What an honor. What an honor. And then Justin Bieber smashed his guitar on stage. Yeah. And I forgot, kind of forgot about everything. <laughs> that was just wow. a wild and, and su such a cool thing. It's like, like you were saying, you weren't um, you weren't divided from the group. You were in with the group. You were in the mix. Um, yeah. And I remember the year we were nominated. We were in a separate room, and I think Hillsong won that year for "What a Beautiful Name." And it did kind of feel like you know it was the pre it was the pre Grammys followed by the actual Grammys. So that's mm. so right. cool to hear that you were actually a part of right. the Grammys. Yeah, and that and that's a yeah, now that you say that, it is it is funny how it's like it's the pre telecast and then it's the telecast. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. it's an interesting it's an interesting look. But then I get I, I think there's one side of it where it's like I understand because there's so much there's so many categories like there's no way like that day was long and mm -hmm. I got up at like eight a.m. Mm -hmm. like. Yeah, there's not enough hours in the day to just keep doing like that's a lot. It's a yeah. lot. It's yeah, a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. Uh yeah. man. That's crazy. Well, Harold, I guess for uh for some people uh listening that might not know who you are, your background, uh what got you to where you are today, uh would you mind telling us a little bit about you? <laughs> <laughs> of course man it's always fun like when people ask me that i never really know what to say because i'm just like <laughs> man i'm just a kid from georgia who plays drums and yeah. <laughs> does music and but yeah i'll give you i'll give you a brief a brief uh i don't know bio of myself yeah, yeah. um I'm, <laughs> I'm i am originally from savannah georgia well I, uh, I was born in Savannah, but I grew up in a small town right right, right outside of uh, Savannah. It's called Rinkin, Georgia. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm just a kid from the South. 
and I love music. Um, I grew up with a really large family, and um, I started playing drums in church when I was a kid. I was like a baby, essentially. Like, mm-hmm. I think the story is like I was playing drums so I could barely sit on the like sit on the throne. So yeah. it was like I don't know, probably three or four or something like that. Um, and you know, I, I just would eat, sleep, music and drums and to the point to where it would get me in trouble. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then once I was old enough to, uh, play, I would play for any and everybody, any and every type of music. I did everything through school from jazz band to symphonic band to drumline, indoor drumline, um, all of that. Like awesome. I just, it was like I just inhaled anything that had music in it. Mm-hmm. And I, I I just gravitated towards stuff that was so weird. Like in uh, high school, I used to play, me and my buddies used to get together and play, um, what is that band? The song is called Sassafras. Is it, uh, mm. or is, wait, or is that the band? Wait, I'm gonna look this I up. I think that's I'm the band. Uh, so okay, is Sassafras? Is it B? Is it BYOB? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the name of it? No. So BYOB is System of a Down. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm I'm blinking. I used yeah. to play a ton of music. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say that I used to play a ton of different music from System of a Down to. Um, what is that band? I can't think of the band. It was like a crazy metal band that I used to love. Really? Like, okay. Oh my god! Yes, like a lot, like head, like a lot. I'm I'm gonna find it and I'm gonna send it to you. Because okay. I like, like made a, a playlist. Is it like a Slipknot? No, 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 no. Okay. It was Tim. Even though picks. I did, I did, I did play some of their stuff, but. But it went it went so far down the spectrum. It was like that to like um, yeah. animals as leaders. Yeah. Um, to um, what's the other band? And then I went like kind of alt. So I did like it was like indie alt to like minus the bear and like nice. all of that stuff. Like I, love I used minus to, the bear, bro. Yeah. Dude. I okay. This is random. I'm I'm kind of getting off on a tangent, but I promise I'll I'll make Go my way back. It, man. I don't have to come I back. I saw those guys. Um, <laughs> I played South by Southwest. Um, this is probably six or seven years ago, and they played a show, and I it literally took me back to high school, and I was like, "Bro, I'm almost in tears. Like, what? How am I here? Like, how am I watching these guys?" <laughs> and it was such like an incredible oh, moment. That's awesome. But yeah, man, and and all that's just to say, I I I, I just fell in love with music in such a. Uh, deep way in high school just because I was like being open and aware to just different cultures, different sounds, mm-hmm. different feels, different players. Like, man, I think I, I truly find, I found out who Steve Jordan was when I was in middle school because I found out who John Mayer was when yeah. I was in middle school. And I was, I was like, who's the drummer? Yeah. Steve Jordan Actually, actually, yes, it was Steve Jordan because Room for Squares. Was it Room for Squares first and then I, I it was Continuum? 
Um, mm, I'm not sure of the order. I'm sorry, my wife's oh, you're showing good. me something. Hate your wife. That's good. I'm proud. I'm very proud of you. We're gonna have a baby at any moment right now, so oh, she's just oh, congratulations. You know, she dude. might walk in and say, and "Say hey, it's thanks." Time. If you need um, to go. No, 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 you're fine. We're fine. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We're good. We're good. She was just showing me something. Okay. Um, but oh, so John, yeah. So John, and then I, I listened to, so I listened to all of his records, and then I started going through all of his drummers. Now, before those guys, I had, I was playing. Um, I can't remember if I. I think that might have been middle school. I think that was right before I got to high school. Because high school, I got into like Steve Gadd mm-hmm. and Vinny, like mm-hmm. all of these, like Gadsden, like all of these heavy, crazy hitters. Where then I started to feel like, oh, like I can't remember who I was listening to playing, and I was like, man, so, like something about something that one of those guys did reminded me of myself, mm-hmm. and I was like. Oh, it it all started to click. Mm-hmm. It was all this thing of like, oh, okay. Because for a while, I was like, and I'm sure most drummers go through this. It's like you play a certain way, and then you glean from other sounds from other players, and you like this thing, and you like this. Um, and then you're trying to find your sound, but for me, I didn't really know what my sound was. Mm-hmm. I just knew that I liked to do certain things. Certain things felt comfortable. And then when I heard some of these guys plays, I was like, okay, that's dope. Mm -hmm. Now I can actually just find myself and not try to play like, you know. But, yeah, I I mean, so I played all everything through, you know, middle school to high school, um, left high school, went to college. This is where it changed. So mm-hmm. I tried out for, so I went to Georgia Southern University, um, which is in Statesboro, Georgia, which is like 30, 40 minutes away from um, my hometown. Okay. And I tried out for the drum line, made the drum line, and decided not to do it. Hmm. Because for me, I think I was just doing drum line in high school because all of my friends did it. And it was kind of like, I don't know. It was like my society, my fraternity in a, in a, in a way. Um, I also love sports. Like my family is super athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I got to college, I was like, Oh, I don't really have to do this. It's cool, but I don't have to do this. So I played for a bunch of different, um, churches and a bunch of different choirs. I was a part of the gospel choir, so I played there. I played for a few different Christian organizations. I was part of Chi Alpha, which is actually funny. I sit at the Chi Alpha house, but I was like on staff at the Wesley Foundation, which was kind of like a rivalry <laughs> somehow. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, in college, uh, it was it was the same thing. I was just, man, I was playing so much music to the point I remember calling my parents and I was like, yo, I don't think I'm supposed to be like doing this. Hmm. Um, like as in like being in school. Cause I was in class mm-hmm. writing down set lists that I was going to play. Cause I also had like a little 
band with some of my friends. We would play like these galas and these frat parties and these other like nice events. So it got to a point to where I was like, yo, I don't know if I'm really supposed to be in class because mm-hmm. I'm not in class. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm spending all my time working, working yeah. on this music. Mm-hmm. So after I had that conversation, I was like, cool. So at the time, the worship band for the Wesley Foundation um, was a group of my friends and they had a band and I wasn't even, so they had a band side of our worship team. It was like an outside band, had their own, you know, their own music, their own thing going. It was kind of like alt-rockish. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. Like, those guys are killing. Like, boom. And they, something happened. They, like, signed a deal, was moving to Atlanta, and was like, yo, um, something happened with their drummer, and their drummer didn't want to move with them. And they're like, yo, look, man, we really need you, bro. Like, can you move with us to Atlanta? Now that I'm thinking about this, <laughs> that's wild that I would just say yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I felt, I think so I'll live my yes. life. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and packed up all my things. We, we moved to Atlanta. Um, and we did... Like, we did good. Like, it was cool. Like, I mean, obviously, like, each band goes through a, a ton of stuff. But when I when I really think about it, it was it was a sweet time. Like, um, there was ups and downs, but we got to do a lot of cool stuff. And we made some records. And that band actually didn't last. But um, I remember... I can't remember who I was telling, but I remember when that band ended, I was like, man, if I wouldn't have said yes to leaving with that band, there's no way that I would be in Atlanta. And there's no way that I'd probably be where I am today. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes I don't think we really look at situations in the grand scheme as in like the big picture. Um, But at least maybe that's just my logic on it. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it was sure. like that band didn't last, but it was it was great. Like I I appreciate, you know, that time and it was cool. So moved up to Atlanta with that band. Um met one of my close buddies. His name is uh Ben Forehand. He's an insane guitar player. Um and we were going to the same church with some of my now like brothers, like family. Um and we were playing a ton. So I started playing with him. And he's like the OG, like everyone in Atlanta knows him. So he's like the guy. And I started doing a ton of stuff with him. We would travel and that kind of just sprung open to me playing with a bunch of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's crazy is that it, it all started, like my career started in Atlanta with the same people that I'm playing with right now. Wow. So like with Maverick, like, wow. I don't tell people like this story a ton, but like I made my first, my first paid gig was with one of the owners of Maverick, who is like my brother. His name is Jonathan J. Um, he was producing a guy at the time, um, uh, artist out of Atlanta. And he was like, yo, I need you to come play this. Uh, it was a showcase. And I was like, bro, yeah, like whatever, like, you know. And I played it, and I remember afterwards, like, I wasn't even, 
my mind wasn't even on money because my mind was on that. Okay, I'm out of this band. I don't know the next time I'm going to get to play drums. Mm. I get to play drums, so I'm just on a high up. I just got to play drums. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about money. I'm, I'm not. I'm not thinking about the gas that I need to put in my car. I'm not thinking about anything. Mm-hmm. And I remember we went and grabbed food, and he was like, "Hey, man, did um, did they take care of you?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" And he was like, "Well, did you get paid? Did you get a check?" And I was like. No, and I was like, but it's fine. Like it's cool. Like I, I don't know why I'm like this, but I'm like this. So I was like, nah. Like it's cool. It's fine. <laughs> he's like, drums. okay. Reaches in his wallet, pulls out money, and hands it to him. He's like, man, I just appreciate you. Like you know, just for you know, just saying yes, and you know. And I that always stuck with me, man, because mm. I'm like, I, I don't think people, and maybe this just could be my view, but. I think those moments in your life mean so much because it's like those are the people that genuinely care mm-hmm. and it's not like fake. It's not like this thing of like oh like cuz like he like I st- like he gave me my first check. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. And I I mean I I'm, this isn't me boasting. I'm just laying this out there. I'm just mm-hmm. giving facts. I've been around the world. I've played massive festivals i've been to europe you know i've been to australia i've done all these things canada my, like switzerland like i've done all these things coachella the ellens the jimmy kimmel the fact like i've played these shows i've done all these things but what really hits home for me is knowing that the fact that i'm back right now playing with someone who believed in me when i did not do any of that stuff yeah like that's what matters because I think sometimes and it's not wrong I'm not saying that like you don't need a resume so people can trust you to hop on a tour Mm -hmm. no you do need that and you do need to you know make sure that you're ready to go if someone calls you but to know that someone believed in me before I had all the credentials that is what you know makes me feel really good about myself and just like honored to be his friend and brother like hmm. but yeah like it's it's a really 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 crazy and beautiful story how i even ended up in atlanta and now it's like i'm back mm-hmm. with the people that i started with and yeah it's mad it's mad city that's so, awesome yeah i i was at a uh, banquet <clears throat> two weeks ago it's called men of iron is the name yep. of the organization and uh they had tony dungy in to speak and what you just said reminded me of something he said. He was in Miami, Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah. They, he was coaching the Colts, who was smashing the Bears. Yeah. He was watching the <laughs> clock, and he's thinking, all right, there's less than a minute left. In 15 minutes, I'm going to be on a small stage with 45 seconds to talk to 100 million people. What am I going to say? Post-game interview, your world champ. What do you want to say? And he's thinking about this. And and what he said was um, <clears throat> his mind just kept going back, like almost in chapters, like you were just talking about, how you go yeah. back to the beginning. And he talked about the first person that spoke into his life before they could have ever known he was going to go on to be a Super Bowl coach, Super Bowl winning coach. And 
as he got up there, he had this guy's face in his head. And then that face led to the next mentor, if you will, their face when he was a teenager. And then the next, and it just kept going down through the line. And, and what he said was, he said, how did I get here? How in the world did I get here? How did I end up here? And what he challenged everyone in the room to think about, um, very wealthy room, <laughs> a lot of business owners, uh, they were invited for a reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and what he challenged everyone to think about was, are you speaking into others' lives at a time where you have no idea what their life will turn out to be, but you see just a, just the littlest bit of potential or the, or the smallest bit of talent or just you, you, you feel empathetic towards somebody and you feel like, man, I can really speak into their life in this difficult time, whatever it might be. Are you doing that? Because what he said was um, <clears throat> the Super Bowl win and all of the accolades he has next to his name, he said, honestly, I'm standing here telling you that's not at the top of my list. He's like, at the top of my list is me speaking into this kid in high school who's failing class and I see some, some athletic potential and I speak into his life and you wouldn't believe yep. what this guy's doing right now. He's like, yep. that, that is what is at the top of my list. And it just, mm. it's crazy to me because um, of what you've been able to do in the music industry, um, we're both so lucky. I mean, all three of us are so lucky to be able to do what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be able to play drums, um, so true. That's right, and and uh, <clears throat> and it it really comes down to who was there and believed in us. And I yeah. I think it's important for those that are listening to this just to to know that um, what you said earlier is so true. If you can just stay in the game, stay committed to this, don't yeah. give up. Yeah. And while you are traveling down this path of pursuing what you want help other people speak under the yeah, yeah speak into other people's lives and really try to bring other people with you yeah um because look look at what it did for you i mean look at what it's done for me look at what it's done for tony dungy and it's yeah it's crazy and that's really i mean is. that's bro that's so true it's like that's what, the world needs more people that are willing to one, just speak the truth, but also like hold the door open for people to walk through. Mm-hmm. So like you can just like, because I think sometimes like if I told, if I, all right, so where I'm at right now in my life, if I told myself this, like if I would have told my younger self, me in high school, where I'm at now, I would not believe it. mm. it's a lie. It is a joke. It is an absolute <laughs> joke. Yep. It's an absolute lie. Yeah. I don't even know if in high school I knew what the Grammys were. <laughs> uh, bro, listen, I was not. I don't even think I was in that headspace. Yeah, Tim, like, I just think wanted you to play and I drums. Agree with yeah. that. <laughs> like, it wasn't, it, yeah. it didn't matter, man. Mm-hmm. It did not. That's right. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's so true. We need people speaking into. You know all of the all of the guys coming up, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I love I love your perspective on music because I, I I share the same. I, I hate the labels that people put on music because yeah. uh, I did the same thing. Yeah. I was in a Christian band 
we didn't have Christian lyrics or anything. We were just Christians in a band, and we called it yeah. a Christian band. And we played the Christian festivals, and we did the Christian band things, but like, yeah. it's, it's nothing different than what I'm doing now. Not in a Christian band, uh, you know. And uh, <laughs> but but you you know the the uniqueness I guess about um, what what you do with Maverick City is you are leading people in worship. And, and yeah. you know, there's something special about that and, and there's something um, mm-hmm. powerful about it. And there's, you know, uh, I, you know, whenever I have an opportunity to, to worship, but especially to lead worship, I, I consider it a, a privilege because I'm not simply oh, playing music. I'm like leading God's people yeah. in worship, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, there's more gravity to it, I guess. So that, be, yeah. that being said, not to place a label on, on the music that you play, but we, we talk a lot about worship music. There's a lot of, um, uh, drummers and just musicians who are in worship bands that listen to this podcast. And, and we often say, um, that the, the best musicians, uh, the best worship musicians are the invisible ones, meaning that, mm-hmm. you know, they serve the song, they give it what it needs without yeah. drawing attention to themselves. And, and, uh, I'm just curious, like, how do you balance leading worship at such a high level? I mean, you just played the Grammys, you're touring around playing for different faces, you know, every week, uh, you know, how do you you know, do that without turning it into a performance as opposed to a worship service? Man. That's a good question, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Tim, you hit me with the hard loaded. ones, bro. A little loaded. I'm glad I don't um, have to answer that. I'll say... <laughs> I think it goes back to... And I think if you talk to anyone in Maverick, they would say the same thing. It comes back to the why. And mm. and this is something that like my my aunt who's like my mom would always tell me is like, hey like if you know, sorry if you know your why then you're all good. Mm. I think it's knowing why are we in that space why why are we, you know, in this position, and how do we honor that how do we carry that how do we steward what we're given. Um, and sometimes, to be honest, we don't know. Um, sometimes we don't have all the answers, and we're not afraid to say that. But we do know that we're there because God, you know, has us in that place. So yeah. while we're in that place, all we can do is point to Him. None of us are perfect. I'm not perfect. I never claim to be perfect. Like, I'm pretty sure there's something, many things in my life people can point out and be like, oh, why are you doing this? And it's cool. Like, I'm cool with that because I'm human. Um, I would just say yeah. it's... I think for us, we're just, we're, we're leading and playing from our hearts. So I don't know if, if we can ever mess up because with God, I don't think it's about being perfect. I think it's about your heart posture. And I think it's truly about, um, the intention, Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's like if your intention is pure and it's in the right place, I think it's always going to honor God. And I think it's always going to um, be fruit to someone or something. Um, and that's whether you're playing for a Christian band. That's whether you're playing for anybody on earth. You know, mm-hmm. I truly believe that everything on earth is sacred and it 
does belong to God. I think, you know, if he's the author and the finisher, he's created everything. That's the best of the best. And that's the worst of the worst. Um, I think, you know, for some people that's a hard pill to swallow, but I think it's factual. I agree. Um, So, yeah, I think when it comes to, you know, not turning our worship into a performance, I think it just comes back to the core of why are we there? Like, you know, what are we doing? And obviously, like, me as the musical director, like, I have to arrange shows. I have to put arrangements together. Like, I have to, you know, put together an aspect of showmanship when people come to mm-hmm. our events. Um, but I'll also leave space for, you know, for the Holy Spirit and God to move because there are certain nights on our tour where, We've and obviously the crowd won't be able to tell it, but we've scratched the whole set list. Mm. Um, wow! Because sometimes I think that is the beauty of how God works. You know, sometimes we get stuck in the equation A plus B equals C when really that's not how anyone life is, and that's not yeah. how the story of of God is. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's just going back to the core. And the center of why. So for us, our why is to just always point back to Christ. And yeah, as long as we're doing that, I think I think we will win. So yeah. Wow. I love that. Um Great there, it's it's hard it's hard to sum up how that answer is just so different than what I than the kind of answer I was giving when I didn't know how to answer a question like that. But that is a really <laughs> insightful way yeah, to think about all of this. And and the, the first thing I think of is it's probably it's going to be hard for some people to realize how difficult it would be to scratch a few songs from a set list, nevertheless an entire set list. It requires um, an exorbitant amount of skill to just be able to say, all right, tonight we're going to do this other thing that we haven't done in how many days, weeks, or months. A lot of skill. <laughs> a lot of skill. But it's it's also so cool to think about because I just went to see Maverick, and I mm. couldn't help but notice as I was sitting there that there was a flow to everything. And yep. being in the entertainment industry and having played over 2,000 shows, I, I know about the structure of a set list and how it's worked out, and, and I yep. realized that there's no way that, that these guys and girls are are um, saying it has to be this particular way in this grid format and it can never change because it's it seemed like everything was constantly on the move mm-hmm. and I'd yeah, see you like, like a, go to your microphone and I'm like I wish I could hear what he's saying <laughs> that would be just as interesting to me as what I'm hearing through the PA system because just the yep. way you're directing everything on the go while playing mm-hmm. is yeah fascinating to me it's like an it's art a, form. yeah it's a it's a cool thing because to me and people are like yo bro how are you emptying from the drums how are you i'm just like it's i don't know it's just second nature like i, yeah. I feel like it's always been it's always been the thing like i don't like yeah i feel like i've just always been in that position and another guy that you know created the sound of maverick with me is He's he's like my right hand. His name's Aaron Moses. Um, he is an insane piano Very player. 
Um, but he's also an artist as well. So he has his own music. They're actually in Puerto Rico right now. So he is the face of Maverick City um, Musica, which is the Spanish side mm. um, of Maverick. So awesome. it's like Maverick City, but cool. Hispanic. That's so cool. So, um, but yeah, like I feel like we've just been doing it for so long that now it's just like, uh, it's just us. Like yeah. we're just, it's yeah. the same thing. So it's so yeah. cool. I, I do want to know just a little bit of, um, of how you do that. And, and then Tim, I think we have a question from, from an inner circle. We have, yeah, we have a few Remember? quick questions from inner circle members okay. that we might yeah. try to squeeze no, in. Uh, but yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, No, Matt. it's fine, bro. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's say you're about to start playing um, Jaira or Promises yep. or something. Um, <clears throat> do you do you do the song announce and then start a click or how? What's that process like? So I have. He is also he's literally like my left hand. His name's JB Jonathan Buffum. He is my tracks guy. Okay. So he typically is to he is either behind me. Um, like below the stage or to the right of me, like stage okay. right by Monitor World or not Monitor World. It would be like Guitar World or whatever that's over there. Um, and I'll just talk to him. I'll talk back and I'll say the next song. Um, and I'll either say JB Fire or like I'll be like JB. Like he kind of, at at this point he kind of knows. So like at the end of the song or at the end of the flow, I'll be like awesome like hey we're gonna go into gyra next um and then we kind of all know or and like if he can't see me or can't see me like giving him a nudge or whatever i'll just say yo jb fire and then he'll Mm -hmm. hit it and then we go into it and then depending on where we go i'm watching body language of all the leaders so i have a talk back i have a um it's called a, uh, a radio hot shot. So how I have it wired is, is I have two XLRs in um, going out and then one coming to me from, from my microphone. So oh. I have one going to band. Mm-hmm. So it, when I hit, when I push on the switcher, it's only going to the leaders, to the vocalists. Mm. Okay. So that means when they're singing, I can still talk to my guys and it's all good. Yeah. Okay. That's so cool. then if I hit the switch, then I can talk to them, but I don't want them to hear me so we can throw them off while they're performing. Right. Um, because sometimes like we might change, we might sub chords or, or we might be like, yo, let's, let's try this. Or like, Hey, let's, Hey, let's come down here and let's, you know, it's just different dynamic changes and things. So it's like, it's always, I try to always have an open communication um, with them while we're performing and playing. That's cool. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's typically how it goes. That's kind so. of the only way it could work. Uh, yeah. Because for us, it's like we push play on the block yeah. and it runs yeah. three songs in a row. And then my drum tech will stop it. My vocalist will talk for a little bit. Next block, play. Yeah. And it's just a yeah. click grid going the whole time. That's incredible. Just a machine from start to finish, you know. It's like we don't have a whole lot of changes like that. So that makes a lot of sense. I'm like, I just I just wonder how you're making all of that happen on the fly. It was Yeah, man. It was really impressive. Um and I I think that I think that there's one thing to say about your drumming which is obviously tasteful like 
Tim, you were saying that earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, But Uh, it's a whole other thing to say that, like, your ability to lead a group of musicians and direct the flow of things is really special. It kind of reminds me of someone like Aaron Gillespie, the drummer for Under Oath, who's able to sing and play. I know Aaron. That guy's insane. He's special. He was our first guest, actually. He was our first guest, yeah. 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 Cool. Thanks for answering that. That was that's really yeah, helpful. Bro. Okay, so now we'll move on to some uh, Patreon questions. Yeah, and then we'll wrap this up. Yeah. So uh, for you, Harold, there's there's a community underneath this podcast that we love dearly, and uh, we give them opportunities just to throw out some questions for for our guests. So um, I have Sweet. a few for you. Um, so our first one's from uh, Seth Miller, and um, he's just wondering what your thoughts are on the Christian music industry. Do you like the direction that it's going. What What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> it's a loaded question too. I know <laughs> you're being recorded Seth, right now. You're, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, Seth, the you're camera's really on. out there. So, um, yeah, Seth, bro, come on, man. Nah, um, do I like where it's going? To be honest, I don't know where it's going. Do I? Okay, this is I'm gonna say this in all honesty. I think it's cool. I think I think because I'm trying to figure out how to this say this is a dangerous uh, this is dangerous territory. <laughs> no, I'm gonna just say it. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it because I think there's a reason why I'm on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's I think it's incredible. I think Christian music is cool right now. I think it, I I don't know if I've ever seen a group of african-american worship leaders musicians creatives in ccm music to this extent um into this facet um so i think it i think it opens up a new space i think we are pioneering a lane for other african-americans and minorities and colored people to you know pursue christian music and not just gospel because that's a whole nother conversation mm. mm-hmm. it, it it's it feels like there's a divide of like you know most colored people or african-american hispanic you know indian it's like they're on one side and ccm is just white mm-hmm. you know and i don't think that's it it's like the conversation earlier like i think it's it's the same way that i view music i think it's all music a good point so it shouldn't be these grids it shouldn't be like it it just shouldn't be that way so the fact that you know we are who we are and we look the way that we look and we dress the way that we dress or we sing the way that we sing i think it's incredible Mm -hmm. um and i know years from now there's going to be another group that's going to do it or another artist and i'm going to be stoked for them so um yeah, yeah i think i think it's in a great direction there's always work to be done on both sides um, it's not one person's fault, but I think there's still work to be done. But yes, I'm very appreciative of where it is right now, and I think it's dope. It's a great, it's a answer. great answer. Yeah, love yep. that. Uh, all right, next question is from Antonio DiBiazio the third, and he mentions that he was really looking forward to seeing you guys at a live festival, but bummed that uh, I, I guess you're not playing there anymore. Oh yeah, because it's in yeah yeah yeah. We're so we're yeah because our tour dates flipped. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. earlier instead of later. So yeah. he, he's curious. Uh, do you guys play to a click uh, and or use cues? And how flexible is uh, is that when you're 
reading the crowd and feeling God's presence. You kind of yeah. answered this a little bit. We kind of hit on that. Yeah. yeah. We do. Ooh, so we use both, but if we're in a flow moment, I might still have click going, um, depending on the song that we just played. Um, it just depends, man. It's a toss up because if we're, let's say for instance, um, we do a song that Naomi leads calls, uh, it's called rest on us. Um, and at the end of rest on us, the click is still going. She does a down course. Um, and then it'll stop, but she might still be flowing to transition us into the next song. And sometimes we'll keep playing. Um, and then once that moment ends, we'll come down to the swell or we'll just get into the next song, but it really depends. Um, mm. Yeah, it just depends. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's also a good answer. I like yeah. the flexibility that Maverick has. It's very. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. <laughs> it's incredible to Matt. Don't you it's wish like that you could do just keep whatever playing you double want. kick for another couple minutes after a song ends, just because it feels right? <laughs> My <bet>. drum solo. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Oh man, I'm getting too old for that. It's funny. Come on, bro. <laughs> All right, last question is uh, from Greg LaFranchi, and let me just preface that this guy's humor, I I love this guy. He he cracks me up every time. Uh, His question is, is Maverick City a real place? (laughs) (laughs) He likes it. Brown likes it. (laughs) Yo, what? (laughs) (laughs) I like this question. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. It's like no, the most creative way to ask what your band name means. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's what that yeah, he's a clever guy. He's a clever yeah, guy. Is, but because he asked Greg. that, I'll I'll go ahead and explain our name. Okay. Yeah. So um <laughs> Maverick City Music came from um the the definition of a maverick. Um, is someone who goes outside of the you know the norm and you know they create their own lane. They're 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 doing their own thing and not afraid to um, just be different. Um, and I feel like that's definitely us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it's definitely been us um, in yeah. a lot of ways. Like not afraid to get in trouble or people talk about us or you know, all of those things. And, um, it's like walking in who you are and doing what, you know, you feel you should do or you want to do. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's us. We are mavericks. We are creating a new way and it's so not normal. Um, and sometimes it's very abrasive and kind of intimidating to people, but yeah, hmm. I love it, man. It's it's, it's the stuff. Maverick way. That is so. Cool. I want to end this um, podcast episode by telling a story. So I um, I've been listening to Maverick for a little while, and yep. I do not love worship music. Um, yeah. And I I came across a video of you guys playing, um, and it just it I loved it. I, I love the energy. That was the first thing I yeah. noticed. Matt and actually texted really, it to me. I know exactly what video you're talking about. Yeah. And then I loved the song. 
Um, mm. I love the energy first, and then I love the music, and then I just started to listen to more. I'm sure it's a lot of people's story, but you guys have been very innovative in the industry and, and how you put yourselves out there um, by having the talent to back playing live. Mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. Um, and putting together this live environment that's full of energy. And I think a lot of people are going to start to try to replicate that and duplicate that, but it really just, you know, drew me in. Uh, being a metal fan, I, I, I've I seen metal music videos similar to this, but I've never seen anything like it in this world. So I was home from tour and I, uh, or I was going to be home from tour, I think, and I hit you up and my fiance and yeah. I came down to see you. And I was just amazed at how... Um, how nice you were and how humble you were. And I, I had a couple things that I was really glad I turned around and came back for because I, I wanted to bring you something for, you know, competence tickets and stuff. So I, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right, there's only so many things I could bring you. Um, I'm definitely going to bring you my blast bell which you'll probably never find an application for, but it's a symbol when you're a drummer. Oh, no. I'm like gonna, bro, I'm going to use okay. it, and I'm going to make a video. I'm going to be like, yo, Matt, look. <laughs> He's going to click off with it. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, my my six sticks through Vic Firth. And then yeah. I was like, oh, wait, I just got a new shipment of Grinder farm hats. Um I'll bring one along. So he's Three things with like, your name on it. Yeah. He's probably, <laughs> Perfect. He's, he's probably not going to love the hat, but I'm pretty sure he's going to love the symbol and the sticks, you know, throw them in the back lounge. He'll get to them eventually. <laughs> so um, after the show, we met up and I, I was like, all right, I'm going to start with like the thing that doesn't really matter, the hat. So I was like, just wait for the blast bell though. So I hand you the hat and your reaction was... Like I had just given you my brand new Ford F-150 truck. If you love brand new Ford F-150 trucks, like you couldn't believe that I would give this thing to you. And it's just a little hat. You were so happy. And um, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, he's really going to be over the moon when I give him the symbol. So I give you the sticks and, you know, you're appreciative. And then I give you the symbol and um, you were happy to have it, but it, it really didn't... <laughs> Didn't quite have the the gravity that the that the hat did, huh? I can't even get through the story. It paled in comparison, man. So, that, so I got I got back in the truck and I said to my fiance Annie, I go, "Wow, I sure am glad I gave him that blast bell." <laughs> and she goes, "No, yeah, bro, yeah, but I yeah, but the grinder farms hat." That, <laughs> And I'm like, you idiot. Why did you give him the most metal sounding symbol on your drum set? I mean, no, bro. it's cool. It's like a uh, paperweight at this point. No, bro. I, I actually, it's funny because when like when my friends come over, I'm like, yo, look, there's not a lot of these made. I got one. I, I have one. There's 80 actually of that specific one. So just hold oh on to it for 10 God. years. And when yeah. our bands are long long lost and forgotten <laughs> maybe you can sell it on the future Bro, ebay i'm keeping it no i mean for me man when you like i take all that stuff to heart it's like the fact that you one brought a hat i'm like a hat guy and i was like yo this is crazy and then it's a cool like, hat it's definitely a cool it's a hat. cool hat it's a but cool it's hat. also like because i'm thinking about it like this like drum stuff is cool. We're drums. We're nerdy. But you brought me a hat from your farm. Aww. Like 
That's good that's point. a deep like I don't know to me that it just it seemed a bit more like sentimental. It yeah. it just felt like you were giving yeah. me a part of like, your you're my friend. Yeah, I like you. Yeah, like here, I was like, have, bro, this is crazy. This is kind of an exclusive thing I have here, you know. And yeah. uh, you know that's a good point. I didn't think about it that way, but that is a good point. We're drummers in the industry. We we have deals with these companies, and um, so yeah. That was such such a fun night, and it's such a a good story. I'm glad I have that story to God. hang on to for the rest of yes. my life. Please, um, bro. dude. Thank you, thank you so much for coming on here and spending yeah, your night with us. Especially, yeah, I mean, you have so much going on. Um, man, you know, as a listener, if you're if you're interested in uh, checking out uh, Maverick, uh, I recommend personally. I recommend going on YouTube and just searching for anything Maverick City. It's it's such a a fun. It's just such a fun series of music videos or just, just uh, yep. you know, music you can just listen to. I, I do this pretty often. I would start there personally. Um, but, yeah, we're just really honored to have you, man. So thank you so much for spending your night with us. It was yeah, dude. Man, really thank you all for having me on it. I feel honored. This is this is crazy. This is this, is this is so cool, too, Tim, because this episode comes out um <clears throat> two days after i get married and so right. it's kind of a special episode for special me, let's for sure. go it's a big one you know yeah. let's go this is great bro <laughs> that's yeah. right man that's well thanks awesome. again dude and um i'll talk to you soon Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, we just got off the interview with Harold, and um, we figured this is a good time just to talk about it and uh, do some post roll because everything that he just said is fresh in our minds. That was a that was a really good conversation. Dude, we yeah. really appreciate him being on here with us. Yeah, yeah, it was really nice of him. It's so funny just thinking back. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned it at the beginning, but he was literally willing to come on while he was at the Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> he texted Matt, is like, hey, I'm good for tonight. This was like the night before he won a Grammy award, <laughs> mind you. And I, I think like neither of us could do it or something. <laughs> like we were the reason why the podcast didn't happen while Harold was I, at the Grammys. I told him, I said, things are a little busy over here, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Harold, I know you're at the Grammys, but I can't make the podcast episode tonight. My bad. <laughs> That we are the hosts of. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry, we can't make your your epi- your guest episode, your guest yeah. appearance on our episode. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. If that doesn't say <laughs> yeah. what you need to know about his personality. Seriously, dude. I mean, I mean, yeah, that set it up for me. I was like, this guy is the real deal. He if he's willing to come on our little podcast after having a Grammy. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, I mean yeah. they're all the rave right now too. It was funny because I um, so my my kids are upstairs. I I had to get uh, a babysitter over uh, to watch okay. them because uh, my wife was out and so mm-hmm. I came I was coming down here and um, and I was talking to her about how you know we have a guest on tonight and I mentioned that it was Harold and just gave her a little context because I, I don't I mean I am not and you know this Matt everyone listening knows this I am not very 
uh, knowledgeable. And up. yeah, I'm not in the up. Uh, last mm-hmm. I was in church, it was like Hillsong. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, and so I don't really know how popular Maverick is. Uh, so mm-hmm. I was just, I was just talking about it, and uh, and and she knew who they were, and was talking about how much her dad loves her, loves them, Aww. and his grandpa, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So I, I came it into is. this uh, this episode, um, yeah, kind of excited uh, to mm. to talk with Harold, and uh, he certainly dis- didn't disappoint. It was a great conversation. I really liked. Um, I want to hear what you have to say about. The conversation too, but I I just want to point out the fact that um, he is confident and knows who he is and what he's done and what he's supposed to be doing with his life, mm-hmm. which I I like that there's not a sense of like false humility there, um, which is pretty commonly found in especially the Christian music industry. It's hard for mm-hmm. us to acknowledge the fact that God gave us skill and work ethic and a purpose and when good things happen a lot of times it's it's hard for us to take any amount of credit for it um, but alongside of that you have someone who is um, down to earth and humble yeah you know and remembers where he came from mm-hmm. that's what stuck with me yeah he talked about how out of everything he's done what what seems to be the most important is that he's back playing with where with the people he started playing with yeah the people that gave him a chance. That's right. Yeah. And um, that's just a really amazing thing that it's just amazing it's worked out that way for him. And it's cool how he connected the dots and let us see how, how his career has kind of like twisted and turned and then ended up back where it started. Right. That's so true. So there were there were two uh, primary takeaways that I had. Um mm-hmm. One, so he he mentioned that uh, his advice, I guess, to everyone was don't give up. You mm-hmm. know, just keep at it. I thought that was great advice. One of the things that I remember hearing that really stuck with me was that the ones that want it the most get it. And I think that's true. I mean, I think it's testament. You look at some of the people who are the most famous are not necessarily the most talented, not discounting mm-hmm. uh, Harold's talent by any means, but th- they're not always the most talented, but they are definitely the hardest working in many cases. Sometimes they mm-hmm. got lucky, but in most cases they are very hard working and they did not give up. That's for sure. Yeah. The other thing that, with it. Yeah. The other thing that really um, stuck out to me was, you know, when I asked about worship, and his stance on leading worship, he started by saying he's not perfect. And like, mm-hmm. what better way? I don't know if you guys caught that, but what better way to answer? Like, that was the mm-hmm. answer I was looking for. Like, mm-hmm. uh, he's not perfect. He's doing his very best for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he he's not a perfect person. Yeah. So it doesn't matter yeah. what style of music he's playing or you know, mm. how well he's playing it. He's doing his best and he's, he's not a perfect person. None of mm-hmm. us are. So mm-hmm. just because we're up on a stage leading a congregation in worship does not make us, it doesn't put us on a pedestal. It might seem like that to some people, but mm-hmm. we're, we're imperfect. It's, right? it's always amazing to talk to someone like him who, you know, it, it's, it's not my experience very often that I'm watching someone play online um, or listening to their music and I've and 
then I get the chance to talk to them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's usually that you're watching someone or you're listening to someone and you, you'll never get to meet them. Right. And um, when I got to meet Harold and then of course we had him on here, it's, 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 it's so, it's so, um, it's kind of like a duh moment for me. It's like, well, duh, he's, he's just a human being and he's, he's really nice and empathetic and kind and, and intelligent. Um, but it's so easy for us and it's in our human nature to sort of elevate people when we have respect for them or when we look up to them or when Mm -hmm. we aspire to be them. Right. You know, and I think it's just an important reminder to me that, um, we, we don't have to do that. Yeah. We can aspire to be that person and they can inspire us. But when you have a conversation with anyone that you look up to or have a lot of respect for, um, you'll quickly realize, especially in, in his case with how grounded he is, that mm-hmm. um, we're very similar, actually, yeah. Yeah. in a lot of ways. Well, we're very similar. And some people were probably hearing that question and hoping that the answer was like, well, I pray for a couple hours before the set, and we uh, <laughs> do communion real quick before, you know, we get on stage and we anoint each Mm -hmm. other with oil. And like, that's what, like a lot of people, like that's how you stay focused on worship. (laughs) But he's just like, man, I'm not perfect. (laughs) Like, yes, that, and that's why you're doing this. And that's why you're a a solid worship leader up there. (laughs) Because that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a great point. And, and I, I, I also, um, I also realized too, over the course of the episode that he is just, he just loves music, mm-hmm. loves playing drums. And I think that's an important takeaway too. Um, <clears throat> he plays drums and leads Maverick. And it really starts from this place of God gave me this love for music. Right. God gave me this this love for drumming. Instead of it being a place of like him um, being on here and, and maybe doing more of a, a sermon or mm-hmm. doing more of a Bible teaching, it's he's going right to the drums. source of everything, which is like, I love drumming. I yep. love music. Yeah. God gave you that. Mm-hmm. And he obviously gave you something that you're using for his glory and leading a lot of people That's right. towards him. Oh yeah. It's, it kind of epitomizes what I see as, um, our purpose in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and that there are many parts of the body and some are designed to be on a platform on a Sunday morning in church preaching a message. But there are many of us who are different parts of that same body who are doing just as much to glorify God and love other people. That's right. It just looks different. Mm-hmm. And um, that's really cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. And hear. Yeah. And the two of us definitely resonate with that. And many of you listening certainly resonate with that as well. So Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it worked Absolutely. out today. <laughs> in our thank favor. you, Harold. That was yeah, an amazing episode. And thank you to those that are listening. Yes, we really appreciate you your guys. support. Yeah, for sure. Um, if this is your first time listening, um, you know, the guest episodes, although we do a lot of them, this is not our typical format, but we do always talk about drums and we always talk a little bit about faith. And uh, we have really good conversations. None of it's planned. None of it's scripted. Mm-hmm. We just come on here and do our thing. Um, and uh, we talked a little bit about our uh, community, the Inner Circle. Shout out to everyone in the Inner Circle. Uh, they are the best. Um, 
you can uh, be a part of that community as well. Uh, it's through our Patreon page, patreon.com slash holyghostnotes. There's a number of different tiers with different incentives. Every single one of those tiers gets you into the community group, which is arguably the best part of the entire thing. Um, mm-hmm. But at certain levels, you can get uh, access to Matt's uh, lesson, mattgrinderlessons.com, and uh, some, you know, some merch and exclusive stuff there, um, giveaways, whatnot. Um, so check that out if you're interested. It all goes to helping us keep this thing going. We don't do ads. We don't. Uh, that's you know our primary source of keeping this podcast going financially speaking is is through you all. So thank you to the inner circle. I uh, do have a new shout out real quick to Shane Davis. Thank you for your support, dude. Welcome to the inner thank you, circle. Shane. And uh, welcome. Yeah. Um. If you don't already, check us out on the socials uh, at Holy Ghost Notes, and check out Harold while you're at it too at the Harold Brown. Um, and uh, yeah, if you're a drummer and you like posting drum videos, make sure you use hashtag Holy Ghost Notes. We would love to see what you're posting, and occasionally we uh, feature those videos on our own page. So mm-hmm. yeah, if you have any questions, concerns, thoughts, anything at all that you'd like to share. Hit us up, Matt and Tim at theholyghostnotes.com or message us on one of the, the socials. Slip into our DMs, so to speak. Is that is that what the kids are saying these days? Is that still is. a thing? Yeah, I think it's I still think a thing. I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everyone, and thank you, Tim. Thank you, Matt. It's been great. This was good. Mm-hmm. We'll see you next time, everybody. Peace. Peace. Nice.